Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 923-2019 edition of Sports Scope. Um, did want to talk about a lot of things today. Got a lot of young quarterbacks having success in the NFL this past week. Uh, we got the injury bug that is mounting up for the New England Patriots. And I'm not going to say I told you so about injuries catching up with the Philadelphia Eagles. But first, I want to talk about accountability. And I wrote down something about this thing called accountability. And I wrote like a little monologue. Just hear me out. And this is in reference to Antonio Brown getting released on Friday. And I was putting together today's program. I thought about this. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I blame family, friends, peers, bad teachers, bad bosses. Uh, being a first-generation college grad, I blame that on my lack of accountability. Not being that massively successful by now. And one day about five years ago, everybody, I made a point to be accountable for the things that I do. And and, th and that regards Antonio Brown, okay? As I talked about on Wednesday's program, there was a Sports Illustrated story about Antonio Brown's, um, there was another accuser uh, that's suing him. A few days later, a Thursday night, he texts this lady, and people were up there defending everybody. So this was my comment after the after the program, This or during the program on Wednesday. This is what I said about Antonio Brown uh, in that program about the Sports Illustrated story in regards to the New England Patriots. Here, listen up. The cloud of Antonio Brown over this team, it's going to, it's gonna. I mean, I'll, I'll say that if they don't get rid of him by middle of the season, it'll be a miracle. Um, the cloud. They got two games. Uh, he got one game in. They got, he, got, he got one game in. Now listen to this. This is since he got released on Thursday. He's talking about not getting money from his guaranteed contracts. Uh, he's blaming the NFL. He retweets rapper Master P, former famous rapper, about um, if he was a quarterback, he would still be able to play, even though he had all these charges. He would still be on a roster. He's blaming uh, the accusers. He's blaming the Raiders. He's blaming the owners. He's blaming the league. He's blaming the NFL Players Association. He's blaming the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even Emmitt Smith said the other day, he said, at some point, you got to look in the mirror, man. It's everybody's fault but yours. It's everybody's fault but Ben Roth or uh, the Antonio Browns. You know, in life, young people, if you want to be successful, you want to be successful, stop blaming other people. Be a cat, and, and I, I'm the biggest guilty person of all time, like I said in this opening monologue. 
You know, I blame family, uh, bad teachers, bad bosses, uh, being a first, I blame everybody but myself for, and, 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 you know, other people did have account, uh, have something to do with that, give me bad advice. But you know who takes accountability for taking it and implementing that about Me. You know, I mean, I talked about that Sports Illustrated story on Wednesday. This guy is being sued by everybody and their brother for, for, for not paying up on services. Uh, the woman sued him for rape. I, I don't know if he, uh, he's guilty of that or not. But, you know, be accountable and stop blaming other people. That is a lesson learned, ladies and gentlemen. For God's sake, please stop blaming other people for your actions. Now, he's enrolled in some uh, in some online course for Central Michigan. More power to you. And Tony Brown, I hope the best to you. God bless you, my friend. Let's move on. Okay. Sunday night. Uh, really good game there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, not so good. And I'll say this. There are several rookies. We saw with Daniel Jones, 18-point comeback. They take this lead by storm. They, I mean, the rookie years, I mean, they, they, they just take this lead, but they're supposed to be the next coming, right? Baker Mayfield, 7-7 seven and seven last year, beat, Bal beat Denver at Denver, split with Baltimore, uh, sparked a win over the Jets. Three games this year. Five interceptions, 28.9 QBR in this last game. Remember a guy named Josh Freeman, everybody? Let's go down memory lane. Let's go back 10 years. There was a guy with the 17th pick overall named Josh Freeman, picked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, from uh, Kansas State. His first, he came in in the middle of 2009, didn't want to count that. His first full season, Josh Freeman was 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. And I've always saw, I said this and I've saw this for years and years and years and years to come. And when, when, when you, when, uh, the, 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 you take the league by storm, then the league adjusts to you. Do you readjust to the adjustment? That sounds so easy. That's so cliche. Anybody knows that. Oh, really? You know what happened to Josh Freeman after that? Six, 2011, 16 tw touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Baker Mayfield's got five interceptions in three games, everybody. Josh Freeman... It is uh, he went 16 and 22. He's out of the league right now. He's only 31 years old. Chris Collinworth said that defenses are forcing uh, Mayfield to go with his right, and he's throwing against his body. He's throwing off of his back foot. Uh, Freddie Kitchens has got to work with him day and night on this. He is regressing. Okay, he's regressing. Do you adjust to the league's adjustment? Daniel Jones came back 18 points, sparked a big win. Lamar Jackson left, uh, led uh, the Ravens into the playoffs last year. Now, yesterday, Jackson didn't throw a touchdown. He had um, 
less than two, like 200 something yards passing, came down to earth. Now, I'm not going to throw him under the bus and say and overreact, but the league, going back to Mayfield, will adjust to you. Can you readjust to the league? Most quarterbacks cannot do that. Um, Mayfield has got to get his act together, and he's got to do it with, with his head coach. My guess is I don't think they're going to do it. I believe that uh, the talent is there. And they're probably going to have to go out and get another head coach there. I think Freddie Kitchens, this is early assumption. I hope I'm wrong because I want the league to be competitive. But I, I think that Kitchens is already in over his head. And uh, I like their defensive coordinator, but they're not drawing. I mean, this guy is throwing against his body. He's having balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. He, he's going off to his right. Uh, he, he's... He's throwing in the double coverages. He's forcing the ball to Odell Beckham. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. On the flip side, Daniel Jones, yeah, he caused the spark. 18-point comeback. I didn't see that coming. A lot more athletic than I thought he would be. But I'll say this. It's one game, everybody. The league's going to adjust to Daniel Jones. Will Daniel Jones adjust? I'll say this. He got off to a great start. We'll see what the coaching says. But, uh... You know, you got two quarterbacks going in two different directions here. But we don't have enough sample size on Daniel Jones, and I'm not going to go too crazy about that. We'll see how that thing plays out. Uh, I did call a lot of upsets this week. I called a road upset. We'll go right into it. Detroit at Philadelphia. I'm bringing up Philadelphia because a lot of people have Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Not here. I had... The Dallas Cowboys going 12-4 and and winning NFC East, looking pretty good so far. Last year, uh, last week, listen to what I said about Detroit and Philadelphia. Uh, you go back and watch Thursday's program. It's dated from last Thursday. This is what I said about the Eagles and the Lions. A little bit. The Eagles have injuries on their defensive line. They've got some offensive line injuries. Uh, they've got their deep threat in Deshaun Jackson. He is doubtful, from what I understand. And uh, the Lions should be 2-0. The Lions did beat the Chargers. They blew an 18-point lead at Arizona. Uh, I bet Patricia. The Lions are one of those teams who could possibly, who could possibly get um, Jalen Ramsey. And I mentioned that yesterday, and he would be a good fit. This Lions team does have a good secondary. They are playing much better on the road the last two years. I'm actually calling for an upset. Uh, Eagles are six-point favorites. I see the Lions going up there and beating this Eagles team. I'm not really in love with Carson Wentz. Think about it, everybody. This Eagles team was down double digits to, uh, to the fourth quarter to the lowly Washington Redskins. Redskins, a team that got uh, that was down twenty-eight to nothing at halftime. Got embarrassed on their home field. Uh, made it reasonable. Scored fifteen points. But you get my point there. Carson Wentz. Uh, Pro Football Talk had their offensive line coming into the season number one offensive line in the league, number one defensive line in the league. Uh, people like Colin Coward calling for the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl. I call for Eagles not to make the playoffs and the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. 
and I'm looking pretty good on that prediction so far. I got Minnesota and Atlanta going into the playoffs as a wild card, but look out for teams like San Francisco, and I'll get to that game in just a little bit. Other games. Okay. I like to talk stars, baby. I like to talk stars here on Sportscope. Green Bay, Denver. Aaron Rodgers getting a little bit of chemistry with Marquez Valdez scandaling. That's the first time I've got that guy's name right. Rodgers said last year, guy can run like the breeze. He just don't know what he's doing. Now he's starting to get on. Got over 100 yards. Got a touchdown there. Um, I like this team where they're coming out from a defensive standpoint. Of course, Rodgers did say, you know, I've got to get Devontae Adams the ball more. we got a lot of work to do. Behind the scenes, he is happy as he has ever been with this Green Bay team, I think. Even though I know that he kind of he kind of said something smart to uh, to Matt Lafleur the other day, but you know something, they got a Thursday game at home against that Eagles team, and I think that Eagles team will will lose that game, and I think Green Bay will win. Green Bay is uh, they're going to be in the driver's seat. They can keep this defense relatively healthy, and Aaron Jones, I love the way he's hitting the holes there. You keep this guy running that rock. You, you keep Valdez scandaling with, and he, and I thought it was going to be Geronimo Allison to be that other player. It's not Allison, it's Vontez uh, scandaling. Roger said he's one of the fastest players I've ever played with. Um, obviously, Jimmy Graham, I think he has lost a step, maybe two. Uh, he's talking about getting involved more. I thought, I didn't think he was even going to be a Packer this year. But this Green Bay team, look out, everybody. I said I like Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Uh, so far, so good. We're only in week three. I know I'm not getting too premature there. But uh, if you give Rodgers a defense like this, it's just about top five in every category. Uh, and Leo, I know they're in a top ten. Uh, he could do more with less than just about any quarterback in the league. You know, this week, I'm not here to brag or anything, but it is a lot of I told you so, everybody. And I'm going through the scoreboard here. Texas, Chargers. Chargers, uh, one of the few people at the beginning of the season, once they started getting holdouts and, and, and injuries, Darwin James is out. Uh, Russell Koo, their left tackle's out. Then they got this other safety out. Uh, I predicted they would lose to uh, Houston, now they're one and two, looking like the Chargers. Four injuries are starting to add up for them. I just think they're going to miss the playoffs. On the flip side, I still like the Texans to win the AFC South, even though it's pretty much wide open. Heck of a win for Indianapolis. I'll talk about them here in a little bit. On the flip side, going through um, – on the flip side, shoot, just going through the scoreboard here. San Francisco, I mean, 3-0, and did not see the defense playing this well. I want to say they got had four turnovers. And, and uh, Mason Rudolph, or uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph could not capitalize on that. He is still a young player. We'll see how that plays out. But, you know, you got to give uh, Cal Shanahan credit for this San Francisco team. They are drawing up a well of a playbook there. Jimmy Garoppolo, keeping them in there. I mean, he's throwing it picks, 
but he's also getting a lot of winning plays in there. And I'm looking at this. He throws a game-winning touchdown. These guys are 3-0. and I did not expect them possibly to make a playoff push. But between them and, and Seattle, who lost one they shouldn't have lost, and I'll get, uh, which leads me right to that game. Remember what I said on Thursday? There's something about that four-point uh, four lead that I was not really sure why that Seattle was only four-point favorites. It's like Vegas knew something that we did not know. And sure enough, Seattle, uh, Seattle was complacent at home, and New Orleans stayed on the West Coast and went up there and beat them in their own backyard. That one win, that one win probably saved New Orleans, uh, New Orleans season. Now, I know they got the Cowboys this week, and I'm sure the Cowboys are going to be favored, and rightfully so. But this Saints team, remember, Drew Brees is only out six games. And they've already won one of the games that people like me put as a dead bang lock loss. And they and they've won that game. And that's Sean Payton out coaching Pete Carroll at home. So so Seattle goes all the way across the country. And they beat a healthy Pittsburgh, somewhat healthy Pittsburgh team. They come home to a backup quarterback who has been susceptible, and a team this defense has been susceptible to the run. Key turnovers in that game. I know Chris Carlson, a running back I really like and endure. Uh, a couple of key fumbles there. But you got to give it to them, though. Uh, the, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, the playmakers for the Saints really played up to par. I got to give it to them for that. Um Going through, and, and, and on the flip side, going back to that Rams game with the with the Cleveland Browns, I'll have to say the Rams got to give them a little bit more credit than I've seen uh, this year. Aaron Donald seems to be playing at a high level. Cooper Cup has been a big difference for this team from last year. Their offense is clicking so much better. Uh, really didn't, don't, didn't like their lack of depth coming into this season. Uh, been a little bit hard on them in the preseason, saying they're going to fall off. But, yeah, I, I really like the emergence of Cooper Cup. His chemistry with Jared Goff looking good. This team travels well. Remember, they've got two East Coast wins. Same thing with, I mean, you know, San Francisco and um, Seattle are two teams that, uh, excuse me, San Francisco and, and, and L.A. have both got – Multiple uh, Eastern time zone wins. L.A., ha, ha, remember they beat Carolina in week one, and then they turn around um, a few weeks later and beat Cleveland. They're, this is a team that could be one and two at this point. So I got to give the Rams credit there. I got to give their coaching staff credit for having these guys physically ready, not just X's and O's, but physically ready. They're, they're doing a lot better. Usually teams that go to the Super Bowl have that hangover every year. And this team, I just don't see it. I, I was predicting it. I thought that I did call for them to win this game. And uh, Cleveland seemed to run the ball well. But, I, you know, going back to what I said at the beginning of the program, 
the league is adjusting to Baker Mayfield, and Freddie Kitchens has got to adjust the readjustment. And I talked about the Josh Freeman story from 2009-2010. I thought Josh Freeman was going to take this league by storm. The league adjusted. Freeman stopped working. Freeman's out of the NFL. So uh, not sure about the Baker Mayfield, but if he don't adjust a readjustment, uh, he, he need you know, if I'm Freddie Kitchens and then Baker Mayfield and Colin Coward talks about this a lot, he sometimes takes it a little too far sometimes, but he talks about uh, this guy doing way too many commercials, doing way too much fighting in the media and all that stuff and not practicing and focusing on his game. He being Baker Mayfield, it, this is the most important position in sports as quarterback in the NFL as an athlete. And this guy has got to study Drew Brees. He, he he talks about Brett Favre. Brett Favre's taller than Baker Mayfield. Drew Brees is a shorter quarterback that is closer to Baker Mayfield's size and the release point and everything. You've got to put an offense like that around Baker Mayfield. Or he's not going to be successful in this league. I mean, he he's just – you know, I saw it in the Tennessee game. You get beat by 30 points. And then you go on the road and struggle against a team with decimated with injuries with the Jets, dominate time of possession. And, and if it wasn't for that long pass to Odell Beckham, you know, his stats would have been in, in, uh, in the tank there. So, um, you know, that's food for thought there. And what, how does Freddie Kitchen do it? They got to work day and night. They, they, got, they, they got to, you know, go beyond what the NFL rules say uh and say hey can you be here voluntarily and get them receivers they're gonna have to work on this or it's gonna start raining down pretty hard on this team here okay going and you know the flip side yeah i just read that about you know the 18 point comeback for daniel jones and i'll say this about daniel jones um like i said the league will adjust to to your initial adjustment but I will say this, he provided a spark, and he reminds me of the spark. That reminds me of the spark that, uh, that, that Josh Allen, who got it there 3-0, by the way, Buffalo, kudos to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen spark. Buffalo went from the worst team in the league where a player, and I can't remember who it was, he just slipped my mind, retired at halftime. A Buffalo Bill retired at halftime, once a great corner in this league, just walked out and retired at halftime. And you go from that to getting embarrassed like that to 17-point underdogs and go on the road last year and beat Minnesota in Minnesota. Same thing here. You're on the road. You're down 18 points, and you come back and beat this Tampa team. Now, am I going to put this guy in the Hall of Fame? No. I said I wasn't going to put Lamar Jackson in the Hall of Fame. But Lamar Jackson initially did provide this team with the spark. So did Daniel Jones. But I'm not going to put neither one in the Hall I'm just saying don't overreact. But it's better than a guy not picking up to the speed of the game. So you got to give both of those players credit for that. Daniel Jones had two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. They did a stat on him. His his first overall start was better than Phil Simms and Eli Manning's. Two Super Bowl winners for the Giants. Uh, 
how is Pat Shermer going to work with him in the long run, help him adjust to when the league adjusts to him? That remains to be seen. But I didn't see this coming. I knew the guy can run. I remember the highlights from the uh, Carolina Bowl game he did at Duke and some of the rushing yards he had there. But I, I will say this. It's something to hang your hat on, and it's better than the game uh, you know, being too slow for you. Uh, or too fast, yeah, yeah, too fast for you. So the game hasn't really, um, really caught this guy off guard yet. Okay, Panthers Cardinals. Remember my take last uh, in the in the uh, preseason, everybody. What did I say at the second preseason game? Cam Newton's first start. I said, okay, he's he's in this walking boot. Cam Newton, it, it's uh, he he, it, it's looking like the point where. He's coming back from shoulder surgery, and he's hurt again. You know, you add that up with the injuries over the last few years, and then the going eight, and I didn't even know that at this time. The fact that he's went 0-8, and it was 0-6 that time, that was before the first two games. This guy's got nagging injuries. Go ahead and go ahead and play Cal Allen and your draft pick from this year and let them two battle it out. Well, what do you know? Don't call me psychic, just call me psychic, okay? They put Kyle Allen in there. Now, I know it's against Arizona's defense, four touchdowns. Uh, he beat his former uh, Texas A&M rivalry, Kyler Murray. They both were recruited by um, Sullivan, the head coach there, uh, Kevin Sumlin, excuse me, Kevin Sumlin, the former Texas A&M coach, him and his staff both kind of sold both of these quarterbacks to come to Texas A&M. Both quarterbacks were unsatisfied. Both quarterbacks transfer. Uh, I forgot where Cal Allen ended, ended up transferring, but I know that um, Kyler Murray obviously transferred to Oklahoma. The rest is history. Cal Allen Falls uh, lost in the shuffle. Want to say he's like a seventh-round pick. Goes to the Carolina Panthers. Comes in last year in somewhat a meaningless game, but a lot of starters play for the uh, New Orleans Saints. He lights up New Orleans. Nobody thinks anything about it. I took him on DraftKings and, and, and recommended people take him in daily fantasy leagues. He was only $4,000. Side note for me, a little pat on the back there. But then he goes on the road and he carves up this Carolina, which ain't much, this Arizona defense like a turkey. Now, my point is DJ Moore is a rock solid. He could be another Steve Smith type of receiver for Carolina. Uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey is the ideal running back. Now, you've got North Turner in his system. And you've got a guy in Carolyn that will listen and can take coaching. This guy could be a diamond in the rough. I'm not I, like I said, the league will adjust to him. Excuse me, everybody. I've got to. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm now I'm back. All right. So my point is, Cal Allen was it AJ McCaffrey? Uh, whatever. McCaffrey's a running back. You've got DJ Moore. You've got some offensive pieces there. You've got some pieces there on defense. Ron Rivera's job is in limbo right now. 
and you've got to move on. Like I said, if you cut if you cut uh, Cam Newton at the end of the year, that's only two point seven million in dead money. That's peanuts for a quarterback. Everybody, that is absolute absolute peanuts. Uh, this is a major trial. Now I'll tell you what: this Carolina team goes on a run, and and um, say this guy's even five hundred. Who's to say you won't keep him? You keep him on that rookie wage scale. Now I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'm just keeping, you know, I'm just, you know, speculating. But they won by 18 points on a rope. So you keep this guy on that cheap rookie wage scale. You can really build up a team around Cal Allen and make a run at the NFC South and go for it. Because you've got a pretty solid defense in Carolina. You got a few pieces you want to replace on the defensive line. You want to maybe add a safety or two in there, maybe another corner to complement uh, that corner, uh, second-year corner. I want to say his last name is Davis, but I can't remember. The Florida State standout, who's still playing pretty well. You got yourself something going on there in Carolina. I want to overreact there to one game. But in the two pro games, pro game, the two regular season games that I've seen Cal Allen play, he's looked great. So, you got to be excited if you're a Carolina fan. Uh, you really got to be excited if you're a Giants fan, but more so of Carolina because you've got in Carolina you've got a coach that's already been to the Super Bowl. Uh, Cal Shermer, Pat Shermer, uh, you know, like I said, Brian Cox said last year he, he he's a five and eleven, six and ten type of head coach. But I tell you what, though, Dave Gettleman, it looks like so far so good. It looks like he made the right call with drafting Daniel Jones with the sixth pick overall. Didn't want to overpraise, but then again, I didn't want to poo-poo it either, you know? Okay, Dallas, 31-6 to over uh, over uh, uh, Miami. They they did beat that 21-and-a-half, 23-point point spread there. Like uh, I said, I'll say this. Can, can I just say this, everybody? We're, we're, I know we're just three games into the season. I know that they have to play New Orleans next week, and, and a confident New Orleans team. I want to say it's in the Big Easy there, uh, even if it don't matter where it's at. This, as of right now, it's only three games in. But this Cowboy team, even though they've played teams like the Dolphins, we know Washington's terrible, and we know that the Giants are bad. Uh, you look the the it, look how much time that Dak Prescott had was unbelievable. He got greedy and threw an interception there. He he had a week to throw the football. Sometimes, as of right now, now it's early. This may be the best Cowboy team since Jimmy Johnson. This you look at front, middle, and back uh, from their defense. Like I said. Uh, you like Michael Gallup, uh, who's been out. Mari Cooper had another great game yesterday. Dak Prescott, those running backs. I mean, the backup running back had a bigger game than uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if anybody caught that. That's how good that line's playing right now. So this may be, and I think they will beat New Orleans next week, by the way. I told my friend at work, the uh, my friend from New Orleans, uh, who was who's ecstatic? She lost her voice. She was ecstatic about the Seattle win. I said, "You're probably going to lose to Dallas next week." 
Uh, Dallas, they're, they're at a, playing at a high level. The offensive line has got all this continuity right now. Continuity. Got that one tongue-tied. But um, this could be the best team since Jimmy Johnson. Why do you say that, Robert? Well, I'll tell you why I say it, everybody. Because Tony Romo is a guy who would turn his back completely on the defense. And... Dak Prescott don't do that. I like Dak Prescott now than I've ever liked Tony Romo. I like Dak Prescott right now more than I've ever liked Tony Romo. And you say, well, why is that? Tony Romo, uh, in the big moments, we know about his fumbled snap in the Seattle game. Uh, We know about his multiple turnovers in several games. We know about him. uh, Now, he admitted this later on calling audibles to pat his stats on goal line plays. Uh, I know about him turning his back on the defense and fumbling the football, throwing horrible interceptions. He can look great one minute, throw a horrible interception, just carelessness. Oh, I like Brett Favre. Okay, well, yeah, Brett Favre threw a lot of interceptions. Brett Favre, got a, his talent got a lot uh, got a lot out of him, you know. Um, and he had – and he had uh, he didn't have Reggie White, he might not ever won a Super Bowl. So that's not a good thing to do. Um, you know, I'll have to give Jacoby Brissett credit here. This guy is thrown into the mix, going to Dallas, or excuse me, going to Indianapolis and the Falcons. The Colts still got a wild card shot. They still got a shot to win that division because of the offensive line play at uh, Houston even though they did look pretty good this past week, blocking Joey Bosa. But this Colts team, I tell you, they've got a lot of grit and fight them. They had their starting linebacker and leading tackler, Darius Leonard, out on Sunday against a red-hot Falcon team coming off a big win at home against Philadelphia. But then again, we don't know how good Philadelphia is. But when you've got uh, Calvin Ridley and obviously Julio Jones, Another fantasy play I recommended there had 29 fantasy points in DraftKings. Uh, Austin Hooper, um, but that defense has still got holes in it, and it showed. They gave up 27 points, gave up 20 in the first half to uh, Indianapolis, and Indianapolis ends up hanging on for a huge win against uh, Atlanta. Jacoby Brissett has got that fight in him. Uh, This guy... Came out of NC, I want to say he came out of NC State. Uh, he his, I want to say his high school coach had a connection to Bill Parcells. And Bill Parcells, who ultimately told Bill Belichick, draft this guy. A uh, little rough around the edges, but he has a well of a work ethic, and it showed. And I'll have to give Jacoby Brissett. I've rolled him off two or three times, and this guy's really shown up. So, uh, you know, I, I was criticizing Tennessee on Thursday for losing to two backup quarterbacks in five days. But this guy may prove to himself and me and everybody else that's criticized him that he may be a starter in this league, him being Jacoby Brissett. It's still early, but uh, that was a heck of a win for them. That really was, especially without their leading tackler there, linebacker um, Darius Leonard was out. Now, like I said, look at uh, Chiefs and Ravens. I wasn't going to put Lamar Jackson into the Hall of Fame after beating the lowly 
Arizona Cardinals, who I said will probably be in the top five of the draft, and the Miami Dolphins, who will likely be the number one pick in the draft. But I'm not going to completely – like I said, he didn't have a touchdown in this game. They did run for three touchdowns against uh, the Chiefs. Chiefs had some injuries, but he didn't fold like a cheap suit in that game either. He still got a lot of work to do. I do think this guy is working hard. I'm not going to be narrative guy and say that I'm, I'm going to hang in there and say, yeah, I still think Lamar Jackson is, is going to fall off. But I'll say that he's got a lot of poise and he's got a good organization. Yes, the Texans played well. I called for that win beforehand. Um, you know what? DeAndre Hopkins didn't even have that big a game. He only had six catches, 67 yards, and Deshaun Watson still pulled that off. Now, I think that particular win was more about the injuries, though, to the Chargers. They had two safeties out, had another safety go out there. Uh, they have had offensive line injuries. But uh, the Texans, uh, they go out and get a big win on the road. I like what Watson doing is doing. He's showing a lot of promise and a lot of poise on the road. Still like Houston to win that division, even though the Colts are showing some fight there. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I like I like what they're doing. Uh, by the way, Lermy Tunsil doing a great job against Joey Bosa. Barely got a glove on Deshaun Watson. Uh, really good pickup there. Uh, who was that other guy? That trade that they got from uh, Kenny Stills is starting to show up there at receiver. You got to give you give Watson some time. You give him some receivers that can get open and can stay healthy for a season. Uh, Cal Fuller, and you're going to have yourself uh, a divisional win there. You're going to have yourself a good football team. Now, here's my only knock on the Texans. Now, uh, I love Jonathan Joseph. I followed him since his early years. I want to say he played for uh, uh, Cincinnati. But he's 35 years old, and Cal Allen is smoking him like a cigar. That's a part of the reason why I won this uh, daily fantasy. He had 46 fantasy points. They're going to eventually need some corners. They would be one of those teams that might want to go after uh, a cornerback. Of course, Jalen Ramsey's in their division. It's not going to happen. But they need if they if they had a need, they they needed at the cornerback position. So that is my only knock on the Texans. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. I, th I think, I think, I think Houston, I, I think Houston's going to win it. Now, um, I thought Houston was going to win it uh, as soon as luck went out. Everybody else was calling for Tennessee. I'm out of Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee's going to win it. And, uh, you know, the Colts have a chance. We'll see how it plays out. Jacksonville's got a rookie quarterback. I mean, he's not bad, but I don't see him beating out Deshaun Watson. Watson's got a lot of mental toughness about him. Um, and like I said, the Lermy Tunsil thing, that was huge, huge for Houston. Really good pickup. By the way, Minnesota, remember I was talking about the, the Gary Kubiak pickup was huge for Minnesota. He's a former coach of the Denver Broncos, uh, offensive coordinator during the Terrell Davis uh, era. Uh, he was the coach of uh, uh, Houston when their running game was really well. Now he's an offensive assistant. With Minnesota, Davin Cook is leading the NFL in uh, rushing yards right now. That zone blocking is really doing well for him. Two and one, 34 to 14 win. They almost beat Green Bay in week two. Um, 
this Minnesota team is only going to get better when the running game gets better, which is continually to open up the offense for Kirk Cousins. He don't have to throw as much. He's just now developing chemistry with the other receivers, with your uh, Stephon Diggs. Now, Adam Thielen, they're going to put him in the offense as much as possible. But uh, Kirk Cousins, Davin Cook, these guys are looking like a playoff contender as well. You know, the NFC North is going to be tough. I told you Detroit, I called for that upset win at Philadelphia last week. They got that. And, uh, you know, Minnesota still hold their own. And I expect Green Bay to win on Thursday and beat Philadelphia again. So, And the Bears won tonight. So, I mean, this is going to be a dogfight to the end in the NFC North. I can't think of any other games that I may have missed here. But uh, I'll say this. The most surprise that I've been this year was would probably be with San Francisco. They, they, they went across the country. They put 41 points on, um, on Cincinnati. Uh, they, they've already beat the Steelers. And then they went across the country in an early time zone game and beat Tampa. So they've got two really good road wins, and they got a home win against the team. They had four turnovers and still won. They still won. So they're doing a really good job there on the uh, uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo and and Cal Shanahan. You got to give it to these guys. Three and zero there. Uh, Seattle. Yeah, they got upset, but I like them to bounce back this week. They got to play uh, at Arizona. But you could tell they just don't have the players. And I said this: when you're going to pay Russell Wilson all that money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco, man, is just they're on point right now. Uh, you could still throw on them, but they're making adjustments. It's it's not an easy thing. I mean, look at all those turnovers that they had, and they still won. Even against a backup quarterback, if you turn the ball over three to four times a game, your chances of winning is less than 25%. You know? So San Francisco. They might mess around and make the playoffs. It's going to be probably somebody from the north and between San Francisco and Seattle. It's going to be a dogfight to the end. I still like the Rams to win the West, NFC West. But uh, this is really exciting for these teams, and this is why I think Philadelphia is going to get shut out of the playoffs right now, not unless they don't get hot and in a hurry. And I read online that uh, some guy was catching a lot of babies out of a burning building and said, uh, at least I'm catching these babies, unlike Nelson Aguilar uh, couldn't do against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Well, Nelson Aguilar caught two touchdowns, and I had him on one of my lineups. But, hey, <laughs> they were uh, they were just completely out of reset. I don't even think Ashton Jeffrey played. I know Deshaun Jackson was out. Yeah, a lot of young players. The defense swarmed Zach Ertz. I don't even think he had that big a game. Uh, they're starting running back is out. They don't have a running back. Uh, Carson Wentz is just not playing as well as we all thought that he would in this second year back from um, from that injury. So right now it's looking more and more like Dak Prescott's going to get paid a lot of money, and it's looking like Dak, uh, Carson Wentz may not be back 100%, and he may not ever get back to that. But you never know. A lot of his receivers are hurt and stuff. I'm not going to overreact to anything today. 
other than the fact that um, that Pittsburgh may be in trouble at 0-3 and that San Francisco, I mean, you win those two East Coast games like that, uh, you know, uh, and Kansas City looks good. I mean, Kansas City had some late scratches. Their left tackle was out. They still won. They got to play at Detroit. Now, if Eric Fisher don't come back, Detroit may be Kansas City. Detroit's really good at home right now. So, you know, a lot of us, myself included, throwing Coach Matt Patricia under the bus for a year and a half, maybe eating our own words. It's only week three, but, you know, I'll give credit where it's due. Matt Patricia's doing a good job with the Detroit Lions so far. But anyways, everybody, that's all I have for tonight. Tomorrow I'll get to the college game. I just wanted to talk about that. Antonio Brown, take some accountability for your actions. Stop blaming the world. The league didn't cause you to do what you did. Uh, the Raiders didn't cause you to do that. The Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, um, who else? Your former teammates. It's not everybody's fault, man. At some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I screwed up. I got to go back and make it right. You know, uh, I mean, good luck to the guy. I hope the best for him. I hope that he he does good in school. Uh, I hope he does his deal and gets back in the league maybe next year with another team and has an attitude adjustment, goes in there, works his butt off, and becomes Antonio Brown again. I know he is an inspirational story, six-round pick out of Liberty City. But, you know, a lot of this you brought on yourself, man. And uh, sometimes you got to look in the mirror. That's what I started off this program talking about, looking in the mirror and me not stop blaming everybody for my problems and just saying, hey, look, I got to be accountable. Be accountable. It's good to be accountable. Because when you're not accountable, you can blame yourself. You don't have to blame other people when you make those decisions, you know. So, Anyways, everybody, hey, man, appreciate y'all following me here. Uh, if you like the show, retweet it, uh, at our Butler 723. I'll be back on tomorrow around 11 p.m. Central Time, talk a little college. I know Jim Harbaugh is uh, getting in a little bit of trouble there. Uh, he's, his seat's starting to get warm, and it should be. He did not have this team ready to play. Uh, he is not going to do a good job with them quarterbacks. I'll get into that tomorrow, talk about that Wisconsin game. Uh, they had their rear ends handed to them for most of the game. But anyways, everybody, have a good night. I will be back here tomorrow at 11 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope.